You're listening to the Women's Health Cast, a podcast about issues and innovations in women's health from the University of Wisconsin-Madison Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology. I'm Jackie Askins. We've talked a lot about birth control on this podcast before, how different methods work, what to think about when choosing birth control, how new technology is changing the landscape. But as I look back at those previous conversations, which are great, highly recommend giving them a listen, I can't help but think it's one thing to know how birth control works, to know how to figure out which methods are the best fit for you, but it's another thing entirely to have access to contraceptive care. We're kicking off the 2020 season of the Women's Health Cast with a quick conversation about universal contraceptive access featuring UW-OBGYN department chair, Dr. Laurel Rice. Universal access to contraceptives is defined by the American Public Health Association as the right to voluntary, informed, affordable access to the full range of modern contraceptive methods, including emergency contraception. Dr. Rice is a passionate supporter of universal birth control coverage and recently published an article in the American Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology encouraging other physicians to advocate for improved contraceptive access. We are kicking off the 2020 season of the Women's Health Cast with an interview with Dr. Laurel Rice. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Jackie, I'm so uh, I'm delighted to talk with you about this very important topic in women's health. So thank you for inviting me. So we're going to talk about universal access to birth control today. Um, what does universal access mean? Well, universal access is exactly that, that women can access birth control without money or political input being important. And we know that an estimated 99% of women age 15 through 44 who have ever had sexual intercourse use contraception. So you authored a paper in the fall about the importance of universal birth control access, and you're kind of pushing other physicians to become advocates with you as well. I'm curious what makes this issue so important to you. Well, if anyone is interested in women's health, they are interested in contraception. Universal access to contraception benefits not only the woman, but society. Unintended pregnancies could be avoided. Maternal mortality can be decreased. Preterm birth can be decreased. Abortions can be decreased and obesity can be reduced, all by increasing access to affordable contraception. So the pill's been available for use for 60 years, with different restrictions throughout those 60 years, um, and other contraceptive methods have followed it. In that stretch of time, have we seen any research or data about um, some social improvements or women's health improvements um, since birth control became commercially available? I'm thinking, I guess, about... um, education attainment and economic security for women, um, maternal health, uh, abortion rates, things like that. Yeah, the list is actually quite long, Jackie. Um, Historical research has linked state laws granting unmarried women early legal access to the pill to their attainment of post-secondary education and employment and also increased earning power and a narrowing of the gender gap in pay and later more enduring marriages. What about maternal health? I know in the paper that you co-authored about universal access, we talked a little bit about 
how being able to space pregnancies better um, is positive for maternal health? And infant health. There's a plethora of data that shows with increased spacing, you can decrease prematurity and have a, a, an effect on maternal morbidity and mortality, meaning decrease it. So this issue of choosing when one becomes pregnant has long-range influence on the health of the mother and on the baby. What about abortion rates? So, like, is there anywhere we can look to see how birth control access affects abortion? I think what's really helpful in terms of abortion rates is to look at the report that's generated every five years by the NIH and um, an anonymous donor. And that data most recently was published in 2016. And what it showed was that overall there has been a decrease in abortion rate, particularly with teenagers, which is fantastic. The sad part of this story is that same wonderful decrease isn't realized for women of low socioeconomic status, meaning if you live below the poverty line or close to it, your rates of unintended pregnancy are approximately three times higher, which points to the importance of universal access of contraception. What are right now some of the trends in birth control access and availability across our country? Well, I think the one that's most noteworthy, and it's relevant to what I just said, is the rolling back of Title X funding for any center that counsels women about abortion being an option. President Nixon, several decades ago, was responsible for implementing Title X funding. And what that is, is funding for women who have no safety net in this country whatsoever around women's health, all aspects of it, uh, contraception, general medical care, etc. And what happened this year was that because the government passed um, a policy that said if a clinic or an organization discusses abortion as an option, there will be no Title X funding. Now, no Title X funding has ever gone for abortion services. It's just been counseling. So in that, Title X funding was helping the poorest women in our society, and that, for the most part, has really diminished. It's, it's really hurt the most vulnerable patients. For example, the state of Wisconsin uh, received approximately $13 million a year for Title X funding, a majority of which has been going to Planned Parenthood. And because of the reversal of Title X, Planned Parenthood can't take that Title X funding. And in Wisconsin, the funding's been turned over to the DHS. Now, Planned Parenthood, as we all know, does much more than provide abortion services, including contraception, general health care, etc. So again, what's happened here is that policy changed change has hurt the most vulnerable women in our society. 
When you think about universal access, what needs to happen to make it a real option in our country? Well, I think it's got to be a multi-prong attack. Um, it has to be based both in policy, meaning the government, and with insurance companies. It can't be a political issue. This is a medical issue. Now, more specifically, I think physicians, meaning myself and others, can play a much more important role in bringing about this change. We need to unify, develop one voice, and not be afraid to advocate for this very important health service. Are there any bright spots, um, anything we can look at maybe in our state that might make it easier for people to get contraceptives when needed? Well, I'm happy to say the answer is yes. Just recently, Wisconsin passed a bill that allows women to receive contraception by the pharmacist as long as it's self-administered, meaning the pill, the patch, the ring. Of course, the woman has to be over 18, so it doesn't exactly hit the younger population, but this can help avoid the cost of a, a physician's appointment for those women who are really living close to or under the poverty line. And that is a very progressive policy that Wisconsin just passed. I think the other thing to recognize in terms of a bright spot is I do feel like there is greater organization amongst physicians going on, certainly at the national level. Uh, as past, immediate past president of the American Gynecologic Obstetric Society, we were able to establish and really get the wheels going on an advocacy committee around this issue. And um, I think physicians, specifically all obstetrician gynecologists, like, as I said, I'm a GYN oncologist, I take care of cancer patients, but that doesn't mean that I can't have a strong voice and be important in bringing about universal access to contraception. Thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. I'm passionate about this. I don't think there's a more important issue in women's health. The Women's Health Cast is a production of the UW-Madison Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology. This episode was produced and engineered by Rob Garza. You can listen to the Women's Health Cast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. And of course, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WISCOBGYN. Let us know how we're doing, rate and review us in your podcast app, and let us know what women's health issues you'd like to learn about. Thanks for listening.